Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buzz! 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 Welcome in to a At The Buzzer edition of At The Buzzer. We are a CU Athletics podcast brought to you by the good folks at Ralph Report. And it's been a while, but we still do cover, when we can, on occasion, the... Most important things you need to know for all Colorado athletic news and notes. I am one co-host, Jack, and and while the other co-host introduces himself, I'm going to shut the door because my dryer is making impossible amounts of noise. And hello, I'm Sam, and I'm stalling because I don't know what to talk about when Jack's not here. All right, is that better? Yep. Jesus. Woo! Cool. All right. Since we last spoke, we have relocated Sam twice across the Atlantic Ocean, um, Mm. have watched a CU men's basketball team do what it could not do. Did we really not record? Has it really been that long? If I had to guess, this is going to be a fun game. We last recorded in the second week of February. Oh. Oh, that's not that bad. I was thinking, like... If, if it was before I went back to Colorado, but it, it's fine. There's a lot that of podcasts just... called At The Buzzer. Do we want to try a better just... one? Mm. Let's think on that later. The last time you recorded was February Espinosa. 2nd. Espinosa Island got shut down last time I pitched that idea. Yes. And it gets less and less relevant by the, by the year. <laughs> it's been, literally been like 15 years. Yeah, I mean, we could do what every other one is doing, just bandwagon and call ourselves the Primetime Podcast. Uh, um, but I digress. It's been since February 2nd since we hopped on these hot mics of ours and looked at uh, men's and women's basketball, some football updates. And, of course, in the, in the intervening six weeks, there have been plenty of updates. So, um, you know, we want to talk through all of that. Also, just past the walls of the Champion Center – of course, the rest of the bracket came out. We want to talk about bracket stuff. I have thoughts, um, pretty harsh thoughts, I guess, on this year's field. Um, and then yeah, these teams are not very good, huh? No, there's like two good teams, man. Um, it sucks, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna hate some of the teams that you like. So, um, um, a spoiler alert for you: I've barely watched any college basketball this year, and I don't have any opinions on any. Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
I I, I have invented. Against, I have. But I have. I have spent the day. So today it's it's ten twenty three p.m. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the benefit of being seven or eight hours ahead of you. Is you have I have had now. all the time today. I decided mm-hmm. to take a break from my school stuff and just study the bracket. And I've I've caught up on a lot of stuff. Uh, I can't say these certain teams pass the eye test because I haven't watched them really, mm-hmm. but I, I do have opinions formulated. I have notes. I have favorites. I have teams I'm rooting against. Upset picks, everything. Okay. Not totally unprepared. Um, good to hear. We oh, are what going were you to... looking up when you were when you were not listening? <laughs> uh, I was thinking of a bracket name. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, Thomas Akizili three because my username on ESPN I love is that. Thomas Akizili. I love that. Um. Yeah. So I have watched. I've watched less national college basketball than I wanted to this year, but I've watched a decent amount still. Um, and, for the best. And yeah, it doesn't preclude me from having thoughts on teams I've never seen. Um, which you know that's why you tune in. So, um, do you want to start with the national bracket and then zoom in to see you women's and men's, or do how do you want to do that? Hmm. I think that we should do the CU stuff first because it's kind of newsy. Okay. So let's let's talk about the last six weeks of this of the CU basketball season. So I can do the women's team if you want to do the if you want to lead the men's team. Yeah, let's do the men's one. We last spoke on February second. <laughs> um, probably Did you directly, celebrate International Women's Day. That was last week, I think. Yeah, but recent. How did you celebrate? Um, I celebrated by um steaming my apartment so i did a nice deep deep steam of the baseboards which that's cool doesn't fit how did you celebrate uh, i didn't celebrate because every day is national women's day oh my yeah. god and international of course wherever you are oh yeah 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 um but yes we can do sieve stuff okay so uh let's go let's go to the men's team we last spoke i think directly after uh, or directly before CU beat Cal at home. Um, and since that day, CU beat Stanford at home, mm-hmm. lost to Utah on the road, lost to uh, beat Arizona State on the road, lost to Arizona at home, lost to Southern Cal at home, lost to Utah or UCLA at home, and then finally beat Utah at home to finish the regular season. 16 and 15. They then beat a Washington team and the Pac 12 tournament, um, 74 to 68. And the Wednesday first round games before losing to the eventual runner up UCLA, 80 to 69. Um, so I just ran through a bunch of games really quick, but really, um, since we last got on the mic, not really many surprising results we are we're pretty down on this team by the middle of the year and and that i think held true um you could maybe be surprised by the arizona state win on the road yeah especially because um, arizona state ended up uh they were on the bubble and they ended up making yeah that's a tournament yeah 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 and that was a pretty dominating win too um but i don't know they, they kind of finished how you expect them to finish near the end of this year oh also um, the ucla game we were so close to winning that so close. Mm-hmm. I was ready. 
We were with we the were one made shot. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been that so hurts. fun. That game was amazing, by the way. I that was that was the last game I went to. It was probably the last game we'll go to for a while. I, I, I had a nice time. Yeah, that one hurt. Um I don't know. It it, it was didn't a hurt rock me. I was fight of the dead. highest order because Mick and Tad both play the same exact game. We're just like, and I love it. Yeah, I it, love it. it so you can much. tell they both love it. No one else in the in the <laughs> arena liked watching it, but you can tell they both liked it. Um, yeah. So they see you ends this season seventeen and sixteen. They accept an NIT invite, somehow got a three seed, and they are hosting Seton Hall here in the next week. Um. And I know I run through all of that because we've been watching the games. I've watched each one of those games at least. Um, and we haven't really talked about it live on the mic, but um, now's a chance, right? The CU team near the end of the year. How did you feel? Uh, I didn't think that we'd make the NIT. Mm. I thought that UCLA, that game was our last game of the season. I thought mm-hmm. mercifully so because I was about ready. I told you privately that I was ready for this. I was maybe maybe not rooting for them to lose so that i would have to not have to watch this team anymore mm-hmm. um it's just it's been a bit painful towards the end of the year i don't think it's very good i think this is actually this is the worst team we've had since a skate booker senior yeah. year yep. yeah um and unlike like the mckinley wright team that we were always comparing it to that freshman team like this team doesn't have the same like they're not consistently getting better as the season goes on. And I think that a lot of that is situational, uh, mostly because we've had players hurt, players missing, to, like coming in, coming out. Yeah. And I think Tad is very clearly frustrated with this team. Uh, and he had a very spicy uh, press conference after the USC loss. Got thrown and, out. Like, Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. He got thrown out against UCLA. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was thinking the the U- USC home loss where they just got yes nineteen point home loss. That's he smack. basically called out the whole like all the role players for not really showing up. He was complaining about the reliability of a lot of players, and I think only two or three players he's not really mad at at this point in the year. So I don't really know like how this team made it to the NIT. I yeah. guess we had some really, really good wins yeah. at, I mean, at Tennessee, neutral site against Texas A&M. Um, See, you played and, and beat a lot of tournament teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, UC Riverside, right? Aren't they oh, a they four seed it? or 14 seed? Or is it UC Santa Barbara as oh. the 14 seed? Oh, the Gauchos are, but. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, but yeah, I, 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 those are my general thoughts, I guess. Um, I'm disappointed with how some players developed as the season went on. Um, KJ Simpson being hurt at the end kind of sucks, um, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I think four players played in every game this year, and that's it. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, and I'm trying to think. I think it was Luke O'Brien, Lawson Lovering, uh, Hammond and Neek. Neek, I think, are the four. So just rough injuries. Um, I don't know, man. My thoughts are pretty much I, I think this this last stretch, it wasn't that disappointing to me. The stretch that really killed this season, in my opinion, 
started at uh, on New Year's Eve. You lose to Cal at yeah. on New Year's Eve at Cal, and then you you get swept on the road and the LA schools. You lose to Washington on the uh, at home. You can't have that loss. You get swept on the road by the Oregon Oregon schools. You can't lose to Oregon State on the road, um, and then go to Utah and lose. And it's like. You, if you win those, you're in the tournament. Like, if you win those games, you're in the tournament. Oh. Let's not even talk about, like, the Washington loss early on in the year, the Arizona State buzzer beater loss early on in the year. Like, I don't know. That earlier stretch is what really killed it. This stretch, I, w- I ended up being not that upset, especially because the injury is near the end. You know, Hadley was out for yeah. the year since halfway through. Um, and, and honestly, beating Washington in the Pac-12 tournament with Julian Hammond going for 21 and, like, Luke O'Brien getting a double-double, like, that team should not be beating anybody. There was very little in terms of established talent on that team. And De Silva played like 15 minutes and he was hurt, right? So, like, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't, don't think he was mind. hurt. I think he had a good game. I think he had like 16, 7, and he was, he five, was They were talking like about how hurt he was on the broadcast. Okay. Um, okay, okay. And he twisted his ankle against Utah. I do know that. But um, I just I, – I don't mind where that part of the season – He twisted ended. his ankle against UCLA. Um, that was also part of why we lost was because yes. he got hurt with like two minutes left, That's four right. minutes left. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, this team did not do what I think it needed to do. We talked before the season where we said like, if people take the steps they need to take, this team could be really good. And like two people <laughs> took the steps they needed to take and that's it. Like, congratulations. And, and who are those? I would say, I would say congratulations to Tristan De Silva for being okay, the first MVP. option that we need him to be um, and a first-team All-Pac-12 option. And then I would say congratulations to Lawson Lovering for being one of the most consistent defensive presences in the country um, and really at the end becoming the offensive person that he needs to be. I yeah. We are going to defend Lawson Lovering harder than anyone else, and I'm sorry if you are a fan. I've had arguments with friends who say that he needs to be off the team for next year, and I just get so frustrated because – he was one of the few players that was like actually above average all year. And I don't know. I think if you watch Lawson and Lovering for 40 minutes, you can't come away with anything other than he's really good at defense and is just not that consistent on offense. Yeah. But, the third player I'm going to highlight is Luke O'Brien. Yes, um, but that but wasn't consistent. He, and he definitely figured it out. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, towards the end of the year, he figured it out. That's what matters to me. But no outside um, And shooting. actually, oh, since, since, since he came in for Hadley, he turned it up. And was fantastic. Uh, yes. Or ever since he had like zero rebounds one game and Tad challenged him, he just went hard. Yeah, um, this is definitely not a very Tad team. High high in pace. Um, I don't know. Defense, I think, came from like two people almost all year long. Like Hadley, of course, Lovering, O'Brien tried, but it wasn't as defensively stout across the board as you expect him to be. Top um, 25 defense, though. I know. I yeah. know. It's crazy. It's, I, I, I honestly know. think, though, it's because the offenses in the Pac-12 all suck, and college basketball just generally is down this year. Um, so. yeah, I, there is a a lack of great teams, um, especially offensive or good teams. teams. Yeah, and, well, and and as we'll get into it, every team in the country basically is either really good at offense and dog shit at defense, or vice versa. There is very few balanced teams. Yeah, which is fun. I think I I think what sank this team is uh and we've talked about this is just the complete black hole at the wing spot. There was mm-hmm. no way to get a consistent 40 minutes from the three spot ever this year. Nick Clifford did mm-hmm. not take the step forward we needed him to take or Tad wanted him to take. 
Ethan Wright alternated between injured and unplayable for a lot of the okay, year. Okay, wait. And then at the very end of the year, the last five, six games or so, he turned into a key player. I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but he was like legit, very good. I wish we had seen that version of him all Too year. Late, though. Too late. I don't know what I don't. Yeah, but I'm gonna give him credit because. Uh, oh, he he played every game. He had 33 games. Lawson missed the game. Um, uh, and and Gavadon was hurt for a lot of the year, and, yeah. and similarly was not like the steady veteran guy we needed him to be. It was a lot more of a weird like. Uh, Spark plug, which I was not expecting. I don't know. Yeah, just a well, weird I, personnel from the wing, man. There was just not yeah. much you could do. Uh, I have. I I think we can. I I will save my thoughts for the post mortem after the season. Um, do you have you watched any Seton Hall? Uh, I have. I, I watched. Players, I but. actually watched. Um, uh, I watched Seton Hall play a few different teams. And why am I struggling right now? Um, Xavier, I think, was one of the ones that I watched him play. But okay. um, Shaheen Holloway is is the coach at Seton Hall, who's coming off of his St. Peter's Miracle run. They are uh, similar, I think, in mentality, but not in terms of how they get it done. Seton Hall is like a super rock fighty team. Um, but they get it done with like a bunch of just rotating like six six guys that are ripped and have giant wingspans. Yeah. Um KC and Defu is my favorite guy who came over from St. Peter's. Yeah, who plays who guards like two through five. And they just have a bunch of people like guard like two through four, two through five, and just like beat up on kids, which is five, you know, it's big East ball, right? So um that that should be interesting um to see how CU matches up with that. I think CU is definitely a more skilled team. Um, I don't know. Seton Hall is they also feasted on a pretty bad bottom half of the Big East this year. Like the Big East bottom half is just horrendous. Um and they they struggled. I think they pulled off one or two upsets against like the upper crust, but really they they, they struggled to beat anyone worthwhile this year, which is why they're in the NIT. Um Yeah, they have no good wins. So I don't know. Like it's it's going to be gross. Kind of like the St. Bonaventure game was last year. Um, but you hope it for a better outcome this year. Um, and, and I don't know. I think if if Simpson is healthy, that helps a lot. We don't know. He he's still recovering from a sickness. But you know, Simpson and Silva might be enough to carry you offensively in this game. And then you just hold on for dear life. Yeah. Um Seton Hall's also down to a seven man rotation, sometimes six, depending on the night. Um, and they're missing a lot of good players to injury. Also, I should mention. Um, but uh, oh, you're not going to rescue me. Um, well, <laughs> I, I just think um, I think if CU can string together one or two wins, just that extra practice time will be super helpful. Uh, you know, you want even yeah. right to Jane and Gavadon to finish their their um, college careers off well. Like you mentioned, I think they're both playing their best ball. Does that like, extra like, yeah. practice time matter that much? It's like two practices. Just out of curiosity. Um, like, it's not like yes, it's bold you it two months. Okay. I think it does. I think any extra time that this team can play together is worthwhile. And I don't... It's not like CU super young, like you mentioned. This team is not really young, but... Um, I think there is an opportunity, and I think Tabuel will use this opportunity because we've seen him do something like this before where he says... Show me you want to be on the team next year. Like, show me. Yeah. He did this 
very famously in the other year that we hated the CBI skier Booker year where mm-hmm. Booker just straight up didn't play in that tournament. And he told everyone else, like, if you want to play next year, show me in this break. And then we lost to Seattle and that uh, triggered, triggered a lot of changes in, in personnel. But um, I just think this is going to be an opportunity for people to show up. The problem with that is we know at least two rotation players next year, Hadley and Ruffin, are not going to be available. So it's interesting to see, like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what uh, where those minutes go and if, if it's more developmentally focused. Yeah, thanks for explaining that because I really didn't know what you meant. Um, I think that, like, yeah, if we can win a game or two and have that, like, that experience of high stakes basketball on the neutral site, that would be fantastic. Uh, and just to see who, who, who wants it. Like if KJ is out to see if Julian Hammond can keep it up. Yeah. Um, I was super impressed with him in the pactual tournament. Yeah. I don't know. I, we don't want to do the full post modem, but this, this makes sense. Cause this just happened. But like that Washington game, he was a, everything we made fun like we got mad at him for in the middle of the year where he was suddenly not a great pick and roll operator and was making weird passes and didn't feel confident it seemed like he just needed to hear that he was the guy for 30 minutes and then like all of that went away um incredible performance against Washington the only other than De Silva consistent outside threat on this team and he made that work um, I'll remember the Ethan Wright layup that Ethan Wright missed where Julian Hammond ripped an absolute dart on one of those classic uh, guard circle action plays, if you remember, where they set the up, upper screen like three times as the guards hand off. And then the guard, depending on if the guy sticks with them or not on the screen, might be open for a layup. You, you know the action I'm talking about on offense? No, but keep going. Anyways, wide open, Ethan Wright for a layup. Hammond ripped a beautiful pass near the end of the game. It was a tight game, and Ethan Wright just completely biffed the layup. And if CU lost because of that, I would have been so upset. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammond played an incredible game, and he did exactly what you want him to do, which is run the offense in an efficient way, hit your shots, and play solid defense. I would love to see him do that next year, but in like a 15 to 20 minute time frame. Like, I think that would be, you know, that proves his incredible value. And I hope that in the NIT, we see that again, even if Simpson comes back. Um, In his four starts this year, Hammond um, has played fantastic in all of them. It was a win against Oregon, win against Utah, win against Washington, and then that loss against UCLA. He's averaging something like 17 points uh, for assists and like just generally good play. So maybe there is something there. Like he just plays better when he is the guy and he doesn't have to worry about um, being the spark plug or whatever. And I, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know why. Like, cause if you are the sixth man, you are the guy. I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know either. He's got to figure that out mentally. I think the other yeah. thing we want to mention really quick is uh, Quincy Allen got actual run due to injuries near the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we both quickly saw why he wasn't getting actual run before <laughs> the injuries. Um, Those four blocks were cool. Kind of. Kind of. You know, uh, yeah, I would say that. He's jumping at literally everything. Yeah. The rest of his defensive rotations were not, and some of the shots he took were poor, but whatever. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, literally just square button. That's all he got. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's 2K stuff. Uh... So. Yeah, we can okay. we can move on here, but um, we'll do a, hopefully a full recording of a, of a end of season podcast when it's fully fully over. 
hopefully with a, another one of our guests, maybe two guests if we can swing it. And um, I'm very interested to see the changes in personnel at the end of this year. You know, I think we can kind of guess who will be moving on short of their eligibility running out. A couple, um, yeah. But I would imagine that there's going to be – there might even be a loss that we don't want to happen. So, I don't know. I think I think we're going to have even more movement, um, which is good because we're all debating. And now you can stop yelling at me because now we're all uh, eagerly awaiting the projected number one draft pick and other draft people, not just NBADraft.net. Yep. Um, Cody Williams, who is – continuing to absolutely dominate his senior year and becoming everything he thought he could be. Perhaps more, no, not more importantly, but as importantly is the transfer rules got relaxed for Dion and those will now apply to the basketball team. Yeah. Hey, you know, I not like I was keeping track or anything, but Bobby Clinton, Clinton uh, averaged about 15 and 11 in the ACC tournament. Not that I'm keeping track or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a projected late first, early second round pick for yeah. next year. So yeah, fine. that's fun. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> um, we're moving on um, to the better basketball team on campus. The women's mm. basketball team got absolutely shafted by the uh, rules, the NCAA selection committee. I think um, they were a top 25 team for most of the year. They were an upper crust team in the PAC 12, which is easily the best conference when it comes to women's basketball in the country. And yet, they are stuck with an, a disgusting six seed playing Middle Tennessee. I find that to be a joke. I thought five was a lock. And I thought they could maybe shoot for a four seed. But here we are, um, six seed, yeah. playing a, a pretty feisty Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee squad. I believe a conference winner, which always freaks you out. Um, so uh-huh. I don't know. It, it's an interesting bracket side. They play Stanford. The Stanford's the one seed in this bracket, um, which is good news because CU plays played Stanford tough every time. This year, or I, sh- I should mm-hmm. say, um, the first time this year, I think they got blasted the second time. But um, they got blasted the first time, then should have oh, won I, the I second, those. Okay, and then sorry. missed free throws. Fuck this. Um, that was such a brutal game. It was sixteen to five yeah. after fifteen minutes. Oh my god. Yeah, um, and and uh, also in this bracket is Caitlin Clark, who is the best scorer that the the women's oh, yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. God, she's so fucking good. Um, yeah. So CU, they, um, they basically just have been beating everybody they should beat. Yep. And then beat the good teams at home, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but they, for as good as they are, and this is the best women's team we've had in maybe 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried. About the offense, yeah, it really relies just, on on two people being able to hit shots consistently. It really yes. relies on Frida Foreman being able to get open and hit some shots, and it really relies on Jalen Sherrod. Um, oh, I was going to say Quay Miller. Offense. Well, Quay Miller, I don't know. You think that's a, a reliance thing? I think Quay Miller has been consistent. I don't know if you need Quay Miller to go off. I think you need Foreman to like take a lot of threes. Do you think that's true for Quay Miller as well? Um okay, okay. Well I think so so Frida, I think she will take the threes and she creates space from that because she's a threat and because she's shooting like forty percent on threes this year or over forty percent. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think just the threat of her helps a lot because she's literally the only person on this team who can shoot. Um more, more or less. Pretty close. Like, I mean, 
I, I, this she, team's not good. She brings a lot of value, but Kendall Weta is co- as close to a zero on offense as you can get while still being I, very good. She's very chaotic. I, I adore her. Well, um, it's a, she's a perfect fit for J.R. Payne, right? Because she's yeah. all like steals and defensive activity, and, and that's great. I mm-hmm. But she's very obviously, like the, I think, the fifth option on the four that she's out there. She drives to the left every single time. Yeah. Um, but she did hit the game-winning three against UCLA at home. That was amazing, and I was there for that. Um, okay, no, but Quay, I adore her, and she's my favorite player on this team. And mm-hmm. she's been real bad <laughs> the last few weeks. I don't know what's happened, but, like, she, I think she's gone, like, like she's, like, 3 of 15 every game from the field. Yes. Um, it's been bad. Um, her threes are usually good. They've been off. Uh, maybe it's a shooting slump. And then interior scoring, she's just been getting just bodied, I guess. Like, it happened at Arizona, like, on the road. CU was playing really well and then just collapsed because they couldn't miss, make a layup. Yeah. Um, Stanford, I think she got her shot blocked, like, five or six times. Um, but, like, she went 10 of 11 from the free throw line to her credit and she has been great everywhere else but like for this team to reach their potential they need her to be back to being like a reliable offensive player because she is really the best offensive player they have like she's the most skilled player they have on that end i mean she's a really Um, unique weapon too i think just in terms of the inside out game right yeah 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 uh post scoring three-point shooting high post passing everything she's great um, I think that against the team, I'm not going to act like I know mid 10 or mid 10 Tennessee state. Um, I hope that against some like less athletic defenders, she does better, mm-hmm. um, because she's not that athletic and she's not that big. Um, but hopefully that will do all right. Uh, but Aaronette Von Ley has been amazing lately. She's a post scorer. Um, she should continue to do well. If she related can. to Noah Vonley? Yes, little sister. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, this team is good. I just, I'm, I am concerned about the offense. They commit a lot of turnovers. They can't shoot. Um, if they can't run, they're they get in trouble. But they can win games with their defense. Yeah, kind of reminds me of like VCU Shaka Smart teams a little bit of just like. Pure chaos, and if you make it chaotic enough, they'll win, and they usually do. But if the other team can mm-hmm. execute consistently, CU struggles to execute at the same level. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna like full court press, but pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, some other some other overall women's brackets thoughts. Uh, like I said, Pac twelve once again, disgustingly good conference. Four seed UCLA, seven seeds Arizona, two seed Utah. Five seed Wazoo after a crazy run in the conference tournament. Um, eight seed USC and six seed Colorado. Um, so more than half the conference in the NCAA tournament is incredible. And the lowest seed being an eight is also incredible. Um, just, you know, really good. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any any picks that stand out to you? I mean, it's South Carolina's going to win. There's no... I don't find okay. this to be an exciting tournament because it's, I think it's very obvious. And if it's anything other than South Carolina winning, then something has gone horribly wrong for that team. Stanford's good. 
Yeah, I just don't think he not good enough. Scar, yeah. Um, damn it. Also, I hate how Haley Jones is basically prime Andre Miller, like Utah version Andre Miller, and just destroyed CU in the in the double overtime loss. Ugh. Yeah, but they. I mean, they they were a really good team this year. Um, yeah, Utah was. I don't know. No, no shame in losing that. Oh no no no! I meant uh, Stanford. Um, but yeah, Utah. Sure. Um, do do you want to make final four picks for the women's? Uh, yeah, I will. I'm doing this right now. Okay. I'm taking Iowa NCU's okay. bracket. Okay, I'm taking Stanford. I'm... Okay. Seems terrible, but okay. Um, you know, it's not my pick. I am taking <laughs> South Carolina, who I am also taking, of course, to win it all. I don't same, think same. there's any way that they don't win it all. So, you know, good for them. Um, I am picking on the other side, Utah as the Pac-12 representative. Um. That is pure conference bias, and I don't trust Indiana in any sport. So, oh, we will disagree. Okay, why is that? We'll get to it. I picked LSU. I have no reason to pick LSU. I don't know anything about them, but that's who I got. Nice. Okay, and then I am taking. Why not? I'll take Virginia Tech. I don't want UConn to do it. Hmm. I I just had UConn because being normie. I mean, that would make sense. And then I'm taking South Carolina. And I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah in the championship game, South Carolina wins by like a million. Now onto the fun stuff. How do you feel about this? <laughs> What's the fun stuff? Doing doing, doing the bracket. I, I just did my bracket. The, the, the men's bracket. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll swap over the men's bracket. Here we go. Okay. Did anyone get shafted this year? Uh, Rutgers, you could argue. Top 40 net. Okay. Pretty good wins. Probably should have been in there over ASU. Uh, I don't know. Not that many good teams, man. Maybe <laughs> Clemson. I don't know. Are ACC there any good mid-majors? Sucks, oh, the ACC does suck. I was watching. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really taking note on all the ACC teams. And ugh, ugh. Yeah. They're really mm-hmm. bad this year. So, I don't know. This bracket, I hate the Midwest region. I think the Midwest region as a whole is just awful. The only good team in the Midwest region, in my opinion, is Texas. Um, and Houston, if Marcus Sasser is healthy, I don't think he is. Um, yeah. I just think that region is awful. So, I you know, I don't think anything's going to come out of that. But it's cool that Denver's hosting games. Oh, yes. I didn't. I forgot about that. Okay, I I did take notes, okay? Okay. Do you want to go region by region? How do you feel? Yeah, let's start with the South region. Okay, let's start with the South region. Uh, Have you watched UT- Alabama this year much? I have. Okay, is the SEC bad? Yes. Okay. Do you trust Alabama? No, I want. I'm picking against Alabama out of pure spite because I think it's ridiculous that they have faced exactly zero consequences for what has gone on. So. Oh yeah. Yes. So I, I'm picking against Alabama. 
Okay, I agree. However, I do conceptually think their team is sure. Tough. You Tough. and you, I, you're probably right. I think Brandon Miller as a player is really fun to watch. I do not care. Okay. Um. Okay. So Maryland, West Virginia. Are we going game According by game? To, Holy crap! This is going to take no, no, a while. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I, I'm not gonna. I'm just. I'm just. I have some general. Okay. Okay. We don't have to do this. I just I did want to point out that Ian Martinez is on the Maryland team. Yes. Um, do you remember him from Utah. the 2020? Yeah. Right? Utah? Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, really So good. he was there for that that brutal collapse you had. That's why I wanted. Yep. Uh, I don't know who to pick that game. I was hoping you would give me something. That's the only game I don't know on the on the thing. And then we can just kind of zippity zap through. Uh I am picking West Virginia because I don't think Kevin Willard and Maryland have that much offensive firepower, if any, and West Virginia really surged to make it into the tournament. Okay, great. That was my question because I noticed that West Virginia can get kind of torn apart by selfless offenses, and I didn't know if Maryland could do that, and it no. sounds like they cannot. No. Um, my upset pick, okay, is Charleston. Can I make my argument? I picked Charleston as well, but make your argument. Oh, make your argument. Uh, the five twelve upset is is usually like bad power five team. You know, okay power five team surging mid major. These are both technically sure. mid major teams, so it doesn't really quite work like that. However, I just think Charleston's a better team than San Diego State is, so I'm picking Charleston. Okay, I picked it because San Diego State likes to play at a slow pace. And yep. Charleston likes to chuck threes, and that's a recipe for some variance problems. Right. Uh, Charleston also, like, they only had three losses this year. One was very high scoring at UNC, in North Carolina, a one-point road loss, and then a four-point home loss where they shot five of thir- 31 from three. Like, that's that's a very nice resume. Like, no matter who they played, great, great lack of losses, whatever. Um, and I don't trust Matt Bradley to not shoot themselves in the foot. Um, I think Charleston is like your classic Hoosiers team, like you just mentioned. It just like dudes who share the ball. There's not that many big guys, and they just shoot a bunch. San Diego State is solid, but I think five is pretty overseeded for them. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, my last observation is that it'll be it's on the East Coast. It's in Florida with a 3 p.m. local tip-off, so it would be 12 p.m. Western time for San Diego State, so that could be an issue. Um, yeah, I am – I'm filling out this bracket. I have so many upsets. I almost picked Furman over Virginia. I picked UCSB oh. over Baylor. Um, I have Creighton Can you going make the case? to the Elite Eight. Uh, uh, Baylor's also- hurt, and I think they're also overseeded, and UCSB is a pretty solid team, man. Who who is hurt for Baylor? Um. Oh my God! What's his name? Jonathan Chaler Chachua has been out for a while. Um, and they just lost another guy on the wing, who's their second leading scorer, I believe. I'll take UCSB. I'm okay with that. Uh, I was just reading about I them mean, a little bit. I did. We we touched on this a little bit. The other thing when filling out this bracket, I just hate all these teams. Like, I don't think Virginia's good. Yeah. I have them going to my elite eight. I don't think they're that good, right? Oh, you like, do have them beating Alabama. I have Alabama losing to West Virginia, and I have Virginia beating West Virginia. Okay, I'm going to take Alabama. 
I know, <laughs> I know, and that makes sense. But you know, I can't do it. So um, I'm like taking Missouri? Utah State over Ooh. Missouri. Yeah, no, 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 no. Utah State's like 30 spots ahead of them in Kempop, by the way, or 20. Um, Arizona, obviously, Arizona over Utah. That's State. my final four pick for this bracket side. Arizona is. Mm-hmm. I was having a hard time with Creighton in Arizona, but I'm taking Arizona. Nice. Okay. And then it's because Creighton has a very good starting five, but they just haven't really hit stride at all. Like they haven't really hit any sort of, it doesn't make any sense. Like maybe they're a team for next year, even though Baylor Shearman is leaving. And then, so you have Arizona in your final four. I have Arizona in my final four. Should I have them or Alabama? Which would be worse for CU fans? Uh, Arizona would be worse for CU fans. Okay, I'm taking Alabama. I don't think most CU fans even know what's happening in Alabama. Okay. Maybe they do. I don't know. Let me see if I have any extraneous notes. Nope. Dude, none of these teams are good. Um, <laughs> who you got? Who who you got in the South or in the East? Let's do East. East region, another region I absolutely despise. This is going to be a weird one and probably my chalkiest one. But I have Purdue going all the way. I maybe yeah, have same. Purdue losing to Tennessee, but I just couldn't get there. Um, how How is Tennessee getting there? They are beating Louisiana and Duke. I think Duke is so overseeded at five. I'm just an ACC hater, man. Yeah, okay. So Duke has had a winning streak lately, but you're basically just saying it's against bad teams. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I really like Jeremy Roach. That's the only player on the team that I like. Filipowski can eat yeah. it. Um, yeah, Filipowski sucks. I, w- I would trust an upperclassman guard. But so, I'm, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick Oral Roberts. Sorry, Max, saying this, but yeah. Um, and no Ziegler for Tennessee really hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm picking Kentucky that's- to go surprisingly far, just because of course this year they're gonna go surprisingly far. Even though I hate this Kentucky team, Ooh, I, just, I don't State? like this side of the bracket. I think Kansas State is so. I think they're so overrated. I think everyone is overrated. Is what you're hearing, basically. What about I, their little know, five foot nine guard who shoots them out of games? Uh, what's his name? The guy, uh, Nigel Pack. Marquise Powell. N- Marquise Nigel Pack's Miami. That's right. Um, I don't know. I also have not watched Kansas State this year. I just don't think they are. I think they are. Surprisingly good, and that does not translate to March sometimes. Um, Keontae Johnson's there. I was well. There are reasons to not like the Kansas State. Then there you go. What? Um, Keontae Johnson? Yeah, isn't this the guy who got kicked out from Florida for sex crimes? Did he? He had the heart attack and wasn't medically medically cleared. Who am I thinking of? I have no idea who you're thinking of. No, his 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 last Florida game was like they they put him on for a minute, and then they did the tip, and then it had a okay. Foul so that, here's he here's what off. I'm referencing. That was his senior is, day. His late March last year, Keontae Johnson was accused of federal felony sexual oh, assault. Oh, okay. 
The charges were eventually dropped, I believe. Because there wasn't enough evidence. So there you go. Oh. So that's that's on me. I'm judging I'm judging uh even though the charges were dropped. Okay. Um on a basketball level, um I was wondering if uh Kaysen Wallace is good enough to lead Kentucky. Uh, this Kentucky team is right disgusting. Now. Yeah, Wallace is I don't know. I really like I think Wallace is one of the two players I like on the team, which she she would have been the other one. I but it just feels like this is the year. Remember the year where they were the eight seed and out of nowhere they went With to the, the final Harrison four. Twins? Yeah. yeah, and even though I hated that team, it's just like of course you know. I, I I really don't know what to do with this region. I could see Providence beating Kentucky. I could also see Kentucky going to the Elite Eight. I could see Kansas State going to the Elite Eight or Final Four. I could also see them losing in the round of thirty-two. You know, does Michigan State yeah. make a crazy run? Maybe. I doubt it. You know. I don't trust Marquette that much at all. They have an they have offense, but I, I don't know. Same thing, beating up on bad teams in the Big East. I it's I really only trust Purdue here. I think Purdue cruises to a Final Four. Um, Mar- Marquette five wins in their last nine games that were by two points or less. Yep. Is that being clutch or is that being lucky? Uh, I think they would say being clutch. I mean, they have defensive intensity that's definitely ratcheted up. I think they also yeah. def- they have more offensive shock as smart as ever had on a, on a team of his. But, also have Tyler Kolick, who is a very good lead guard. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't trust anyone this year. There are two teams I trust, and they're both in the same region. So. Um, I don't know. Before we get there, I was trying to find a reason to make Purdue lose. Okay. Um, I generally like Purdue basketball, you know this, but I also like this Memphis team, and I like a couple of players on there, mostly Kendrick Davis, the former SMU star. And I was trying to find a weakness for Purdue that I didn't really like besides their defense. And guards. I, I saw the freshman guards. Okay. But Braden Smith, yes, the the lead guard, yes, um, he is very good in. Big They're both games. good. That's the problem. And no, Warrior no, no. is incredible. Well, Braden Smith, all of his best games are on the road or neutral site. He doesn't ever commit turnovers. He doesn't take too many shots. He's just yep. great. And of course, he won Mister Indiana last year. He led his high school to their first district championship in the, the for the first time in 105 years. I think he's just like that Peyton Pritchard, like born winner type guard, and I'm afraid. Um, this Purdue team is really good, and they should be winning it all this year. I think. I don't think they will, but I think they should. This is the year for them to do it. Even though the guards are young, I just don't see how anyone in this region gets close to them. So. I don't know. I'm also a hater. I don't know. I have Purdue, Kentucky in the Elite Eight with Purdue just demolishing Kentucky. <laughs> Subway versus E-Day. Yeah, and I have USC beating Marquette. That's, I guess, the biggest upset. USC beating Marquette. I was going to ask because I don't trust USC at all. And I also, I was looking at the time zone stuff. Uh, USC, Michigan State is basically 9 a.m. Pacific time. 
I think USC gross. has a roster that's pretty well built for March because Drew Peterson can do a lot of what you need him to. You need Boogie yes. Hills to get hot once. You just need Boogie Hills to get hot once. And then their mm-hmm. five, Josh Morgan is really good. But on, Peterson on the, also disappears in big games. Yeah. Right. But you just in need them opinion. to trade. Basically, you just need Boogie and Peterson to, to eat well, one good guard, right, in a game. And I think if they both are on, then they're really hard to beat. Oh, shit. I went straight chalk on this besides Duke beating Tennessee. And I don't like that Duke over Tennessee pick. I just, Tennessee sucks. I just, so let's, <laughs> let's go to the West region, another region. Uh, I think this is easily the most stacked region. My two yeah. favorite teams yeah. in the country are on this region. I think Kansas and UCLA I, are the two best teams in the country, even without Jalen Clark. Um, and I think that they will meet in the Elite Eight. So I went shocked that way. Everywhere else, I have massive upsets. I have Kansas getting to the Elite Eight by beating Iona. So that tells you a little bit of where I'm at. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hang on a second. Slow down. All right, caught up. Yeah, so I, I have Kansas going to the Final Four from this region. Um, assuming that Bill Self is back. Looks like he got discharged from the hospital, which is great. But I love Jalen Wilson so very much. I love Dewan Harris a lot. Um, Tell me on Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson is a winner first, everything else second, but he's also really good at everything else. So incredible rebounding effort, incredible defensive piece. He can shoot threes so well. Remember Ochai Abaji last year when Kansas won? It's like that, but he's longer, you know? Like... He's not the yeah. athlete that Baji was, but I love Jalen Wilson. And Dewan Harris as a lead guard is so selfish or selfless, excuse me. Okay. Um, which is great news. I, I love their roster construction. I just like Bill Self teams, man. I think they're great. That helps me because I had Illinois initially beating them because I just like the Illinois story this year of losing their five star guard and then immediately just doing better. I think that's fun. Yeah, but Coleman Hawkins is like kind of the point guard, and he's so up and down, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And Grady Dick, incredibly good piece to have. KJ Adams, such a fun defensive piece. God, I love this team. Kevin McCuller okay. is a senior guard. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, Joseph Yusefu. Yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> I love this team. Bobby Pettiford is really fun. He's going to be really fun next year. So Kansas is going to be your national championship. I just really like Bill oh. Self, I guess, and, and how he uh, does his teams. But UCLA okay, so, is so good. God, UCLA is so good. Oh, Tommy Hawk has his final ride, man. You had Iona over UConn. Yeah, so I VCU. have a, another 5-12 upset, uh, upset VCU beating St. Mary's. I'm not a believer in okay. the WCC in general this year, including St. Mary's. Um, I think that Iona could beat UConn because UConn needs to hit threes to score points on offense. I don't think they'll hit threes to score points on offense. Um, they can't just they can't just rock fight their way through. Maybe, but Rick Pitino's Iona team is like not that small, dude. Like they're like small, oh. like Rick Pitino teams are, but they're not like freaky small. You know, I don't know. Like let's look at their roster mm-hmm. this year. We got two older guards in Denise Jenkins and Walter Clayton that combine for about thirty three points a game. You got a guy named Nelly Jr. Joseph. You're going to root against Nelly Jr. Joseph, who went for 15 and 10 this year. You got Osborne Chimay, who's 7'1", 200 pounds. Pure rim protector, right? I don't know, man. 
Vic Patino's got the magic. He's still got so, it. So, Future so UConn, coach. UConn being sixth in Ken Palm on offense is fake to you? No, I don't think it's fake. Okay. That's, that actually does shock me. I think a lot of that was early season when they couldn't miss either. Because they had some weird losses in Big East play. Yeah. I will just say that they were weird losses, and I think they were getting unlucky. Um, Let's see. How do they end this year? Dan Hurley, 24-8. Um, yeah, Sonogo is incredible inside. I do like Sonogo a lot. I don't trust Jackson. I don't He's trust such what? a freak athlete. He might be the best athlete in college basketball. Oh, sure. my God. I, I don't know. But I also I have my NBA lenses on watching him play. I don't know, man. I I'm I'm betting on Iona. That's my that's my pick. And you don't have to. UConn makes sense. UConn could make a Final Four run, presumably, in this bracket. No, I think, if you believe, I in don't. That. I don't I really don't, believe. I in don't. That. Not in that way. Yeah, they had that midseason stretch where they lost to Xavier, and then they lost to Providence. Yeah, six losses in eight games. Lost to Marquette, lost to St. John's, lost to Seton oh Hall. Iona hasn't Xavier lost again. in a while. That's what I'm saying. Who has Iona beat? No one. No one. Vermont. Not really. So I, but I'm also going crazy on this bracket. I have Gonzaga. I have uh, the 11 seed, whoever it is, beating TCU. Given that Eddie Lampkin is not playing, and Eddie Lampkin is my favorite player in the Big 12, so if he's not playing, I no longer care about TCU. Um, oh, I don't. I also think uh, the guard Mike Miles. What what's his name? Yeah, Miles. Yeah. Did I get it, Mike Miles? Yeah. I think he sucks. He's overrated. Um, yeah. So I, I have ASU beating TCU there and then losing to Gonzaga. I have Boise State mm-hmm. going against UCLA. I still think I'm going chalk here. I think it's going to be It Kansas also helps to have that first game to kind of get adjusted to the sight lines and to the neutral court. That's why you usually see one team from the first four. Also, Nevada is round, an easy least. first four. Like, Nevada's nothing this year. Yeah? I don't, I don't think they're good. Um, okay. Do you have Northwestern? No, I have Boise State. I really liked what I saw of Boise State when they beat CU. Um, and they are very tough defensively, and they're just gonna beat the shit out of Northwestern. Uh and nothing. They have good guards though. Boise State or Northwestern? Northwestern. Sure, but I think Boise State's perimeter defense is still extremely physical. I don't think beat the shit means like go underneath. I just think they are very, very physical. Leon Rice okay. teams are usually like that. Doesn't matter either way because I don't think anyone's touching UCLA until you get to Kansas. Yeah, not 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 Gonzaga. No, no, I'm so out on this Gonzaga team. The guard play is so disappointing. Yeah, I agree, but I wanted to hear you say it. Um. Okay. Midwest bracket. This bracket. Wait, is wait, awful. wait. Hang on. Hang on. I want. I want to hear more on Gonzaga from you. Um, Drew Timmy is exactly who you expect him to be, but there's also a book out on how to be Gonzaga when you are not in the WCC, which is let Drew Timmy get his and make someone else beat you. Do I trust Julian Strother? No. Do I trust Anton Watson? No. Do I trust Rasiel Bolton? No. Do I trust Malachi I do. Smith? I a love little Rasiel bit. Bolton. Do I trust Nolan Hickman? No. Do I trust Ben Gray? No. Hunter Salas. Disappointment. Acton Reed. Disappointment. Like, 
This team is extremely talented. I don't trust anyone outside of maybe Nolan Hickman to do what they need to do. Um, Anton Watson is a fantastic glue guy, but he's not going to beat you. I just don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hunter Salas needs to be so much better than four and two. That's so bad for him. But What'd you say? Hunter four Salas needs to be. Yeah, he's four. He's four and a half points, two point two boards a game, and it's like you oh, got to be better than that, man. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you okay. are you worried with UCLA missing Jaden Clark? No, because Amari Bailey is somehow better at offense. I love Amari Bailey. Well, I mean, Amari Bailey is the better offense player, but Jalen Clark was Pac-12 Defense Player of the Year. Yeah, Jalen Clark um, is really good. Amari Bailey. I guess that doesn't enough. matter. And like a Dembona, main... dude. I love a Dembona so much. Oh my god, I love UCLA's team. It's hard for yeah. me to hate on them. I just love them. Um, but I was wondering what wing player would even give UCLA problems without Jalen Clark. Jaden. It's like, hmm, no one really. Gonzaga doesn't have any wing scorers. I mean, that you would really do Strother, well, I guess. Strother. But he's not, he's guardable. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'7". Oh, my God. Okay, he looks a lot smaller. Brady Dick, maybe, maybe, but Hawkins I was thinking. we need to. I was thinking before Kansas. Oh, um, no. So, yeah, so, no one. So why are you taking Kansas over UCLA? Um, I really, really like Kansas' team this year. I don't know. I Hawkes can do a lot, and Amari Bailey will need to do a lot. I, I, this is tough for me. I really kind of wanted to be UCLA, but um, Kansas just lost by 20 to Texas in the Big 12 championship without Bill Self, and they kind of knew they were in regardless. They had a one-seed regardless. So I, I question their motivation there. I think that Kansas has the – Defensive versatility to shut down Hawkes. I don't think Tiger Campbell is unbeatable as a senior guard. Like, I think there's absolutely better guards than Tiger Campbell, um, including two on Kansas' team. Um, and Dan Bona is really, really great, but he's not, I don't know, I he's not going to beat tournament teams. So I just think Kansas has a depth of guys that can go after you that UCLA does not. Like, you put KJ Adams on Amari Bailey, that should be a kind of a wash. You put Hawkes on Jalen Wilson, maybe that's a wash. And then I trust DeWan Harris and McCuller over Tiger Campbell and McClendon. I don't even know who the second guard is for UCLA. Um, that's a good question. I don't like think they, I need, do they need better, deeper guard play. Singleton? Like, Singleton's on a point guard, though. No, nah, he's more of a wing. Um, I think it'd be Bailey as a ball handler. Yeah, I I don't trust that that much. Yeah, my concern with UCLA, my concern with UCLA is they don't really have the best depth. Like, uh, well, Clark is out, so that takes away one player, and then Macetian sucks, and then they don't have any good bench guards. Uh, That's why Tiger Campbell plays like a million minutes. Yeah, they need more guards. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's my that's my reasoning. I think you're right. And I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope so, too, because this is the year for UCLA. There's not going to be a player like Hawkeyes again, and I, I want to watch every second of him that I can. I got I love him so much. Yeah. So um, much. There's also the, the UCLA difference of, like, missing um, Johnny Juzang is a net positive for their style of play. I agree. But to have... 
an actual mid-range scorer in the clutch who gets hot is nice to have. Um, can Amari Bailey be that person? Maybe. It could be a big tournament for him. Um, Let's get to the worst one, the Midwest region. I hate this region. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. So Houston, Marcus Sasser's hurt. Yes. And if he doesn't play this. or if he's limited, they're not really that good, right? I agree. They're, it's definitely it's not an like, offense. He's a top – He's pro, is he what, the top guard in the country right now? One of the, yeah. Okay. Um, if he's out, they're not making it out of the Sweet 16 for me. I have them losing to Iowa, so. Oh, okay. I have um, – I don't trust Iowa, but I don't trust any. I hate this whole thing. I hate everything here. Yeah. There are two teams I like on this bracket, and that is Texas A&M and Serge Barry Rice. Not even the whole Texas team, just Serge Barry Rice. <laughs> yeah. Those are the um, only two teams. So I it, and also I hate this whole thing. The Texas team that's not coached by Shaka Smart turns out quite decent. Well, Tiger Hunter is just a beast. Timmy Allen is who we thought he was. Serge Barry Rice is incredible. Marcus Carr is whatever you know. He's he's like high. Carr, but, yeah. He's high. I mean, he's high usage. He does stuff. He'll score your points, right? Exactly. Um, but it's all about Serge Barton Rice, man. I love him. So that's the that's it. Everyone else, I hate Indiana. Don't like Miami. Don't like Houston. Don't like Xavier. Don't okay. like Indiana. Though, hang on a second. So you're going. You're going. You're going so fast. I gotta slow you down. Okay, Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis seems like a player you'd like, no? No, he's too soft. He's too soft. Too soft. Too soft around the rim. Okay, have you watched Jalen Hood Shafino? I love Jalen Hood Shafino. Okay. He's my favorite prospect for this draft. I don't like Ray Thompson. I don't like Trace Jackson Davis that much. I don't like a single other member on Indiana's team, but I do like Jalen Hood Shafino. Okay. Enough to get to the Sweet 16? Enough to get no. to the Elite Eight? I guess, he, I guess I do have him to the Sweet 16 because I don't like Miami. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't even going to ask because they're just a bunch of ball hockey guards. Yeah. Um, I like Jim Lanega. Okay. Um, so Iowa makes a tier lead eight or Indiana? Indiana. Okay. Okay, so the, the, this this is the disagreement that I thought we were going to get into. Um, Because when you said you don't trust Indiana teams, I was going to be defensive because I have them in my elite eight. Because I love Hunchafino and I, I just hate this. Like, I hate this group of NCAA tournament teams. There's yeah. just no good teams, man. I don't know what happened. Um, I have Pitt pulling off a six eleven upset. Wow. Um, I have no reason to do so. Um, except Pitt has a player named Federico Federico, and they have uh, twin freshman bigs named Jorge and Guillermo Diaz Graham, who are identical. Jorge um, and Guillermo Diaz Graham. Wow. Yeah. So I want them. Uh, I want to, while we're here, congratulate Kennesaw State on beating Liberty. Um, biggest win in the history of Kennesaw State yes. basketball. Our dear friend Jason Kirk is very happy. Yes. Um, also, any any loss for Liberty is a win for America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have thoughts on Xavier? Because I I generally like their guards. 
Yeah, I I like Xavier teams in the way that I liked Arizona Sean Miller teams, and I assume that Xavier as a team will perform like Sean Miller teams generally performed in March, which is to say, bad. Um. Okay. Okay. But some pushback. The last Sean Miller team that had two very good guards who could do everything was the Nick Johnson. I was about to say 2014, probably. Yeah. Arizona, 2015. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this team isn't as talented as that. But, like, that was an Elite Eight team, and they came yeah. down to, like, I do like Sully Boom. I don't like Nunji. I do like Sully Boom. And I love Fremantle. Well, Fremantle's out. I, I lie. I like Nunji. I like Nunji a lot. Actually. Okay, but but boom, and then Colby Jones. I don't like Colby Jones. Okay, why don't you like Colby Jones? I don't know. Just seems like a. I I, I have a weird thing where I and it's like a Tab Oil thing, I think too, which is maybe why I like Tab Oil so much too. But um, I both love and hate the idea of a traditional shooting guard or a more traditional shooting guard, and to me, it kind of feels like Colby Jones is kind of like that, where it's like six five, he'll take his shots, he'll slash to the rim. Like, you need someone to take those shots. And mm-hmm. for some reason, in my head, I'm just like, I don't like that role. But at the same time, I've now watched up 13 years of Ted Royal basketball where there's been, like, two dudes who have ever done that. And, like, you need that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Kind of like the Carlin Brown thing of just, like, you need a guy who's going to take shots. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, hmm, you didn't push back on this when we were talking about Mari Bailey. Um, but that's the same. I love Mari Bailey, and I I don't know why in my head I'm okay with that. Maybe because he's lefty. Maybe that's why I like Mari Bailey. I think more. that's why. I yeah. Also because he got that dog in him. He well, and, and yeah, because I watched him destroy CU and then almost fresco UCLA from yeah that dunk against Arizona. I everybody should be upset about that. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I, I really like Suli Boom though. Okay, so Texas AM, we've seen against CU. They allowed more than hundred points to CU. They're out. I don't care. You can't. I don't know how that they've happens. gotten so good though. They've really okay. gotten better. Tyrese Radford. Like I like Tyrese Radford a lot. And Julius I mean, Marble. I, I actually like Julius Marble a lot too. I am joking. I had Texas AM winning that and I was really considering them over Texas. So Jabari um, Rice, man. He's the sixth man now. Doesn't matter. He's Doesn't a, matter. he's got it okay. all. Uh do you have any thoughts on Dylan Disu? No. Do you have I mean, thoughts of Dylan Disu? No, I'm just thinking that in their run, let me pull up his little stats, okay? Hang on a second. Oh, he didn't play as much as I thought he did. Give me a sec. Okay. 18, 15, 11, 9, 10, 24 in their last six games. Um, and the one game he didn't play that much was because of foul trouble. Um, it's just he's a six foot nine, 220 pound scoring big. Who can give matchup problems, and it seems like this is the best stretch of basketball he's had all year. So that's why he caught my eye. Okay. Yeah, I still had no thoughts on him, but I think this no, also fine. speaks to my overall thoughts in the SEC. If I just think it's 
has a very soft underbelly. Texas I'm, I'm, is not in the SEC yet, my dear. <laughs> For some reason, I heard A&M. But yes, um, who was that big that we both loved on Texas that was a freshman? Kai? Kai Jones? Is that, Kai is Jones? That someone? You did not like him, I thought. And he... Yeah, he is in the G League and he sucks. Uh, I'll I'll take the heat on that one. Hell yeah! I was I was I I was so excited about him because I saw him on a fucking Jalen Lequeux highlight tape and I was like, who is this guy? Followed him. He redshirted, went to Texas, blew up, and then I did not think he was a lottery pick. And somehow he was close to it, and then he has sucked. But um, to answer your question, Dylan Disu. Putting up those numbers in the Big 12, very nice. I still have no thoughts on them. My Texas thoughts are as follows, as I said before. Timmy Allen is who we thought he was. Sergio Barry Rice is my boy. Marcus Carr, not my boy. End of list. DC <laughs> might be good. He's probably very good. I, I'm, it's all about Sergio Barry, man. That's a lot of seniors. A lot of seniors. On team. A lot of seniors. And Carr will take the shots you need him to and the shots you don't want him to. He'll take all of them. <laughs> Um, I guess I have them over Indiana. I have I in this I have Texas going to the Final Four. So I have yeah. Kansas playing Texas and Arizona playing Purdue. Did you have any upsets there? Drake over Miami, maybe. No, actually, I went. I think pure chalk on this oh, bracket because okay. I hate every team. So, uh, I would consider the Pitt one. I would consider Penn State over A and M. Penn State really thrived near the end of the year, but so did A and M. So iffy. Um, Penn State just chucks threes. That's all they do. I know. Um, yeah. Oh, so something on Indiana. Um, Xavier Johnson, the the pit transfer. I hate his shot he, so much. His shot is disgusting. He, he left. All right, he was injured, and then Hood Shafino started to do really well without him. He might be back. That could be good. Could be bad. Um, Marcus Sasser, if he is healthy, I'm taking Houston in the final four, but. Yeah, Houston just has defensive intensity. The other ones don't, which is fine. But I, without Sasser, it's hard for them to score, I think. Um, so, yeah. Are Texas, missing Kansas, any other upsets? Arizona, Purdue. Bracket? No. Um, I have Purdue demolishing Arizona to get the championship game, and I have Kansas beating Texas in a close rematch to get the championship game. You have – wait, Kansas beating Texas? Yes, Okay, so I have Purdue beating Alabama, and then, ooh, UCLA over Texas because I want to Nice, nice. That's an interesting matchup, Purdue and UCLA. Interesting matchup. I have Purdue and Kansas, and I have Kansas winning it all by seven points, 72 to 65. Hey. And then, hmm, who would you take between Purdue and UCLA? I would take Purdue. Why? I think Adem Bonin will get into foul trouble against Zach Eady. I don't think they have anyone else that can do anything against Zach Eady. I think you need better guard play to beat Purdue. Though maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I don't think wing scoring is going to get it done. Yeah, I like that. Well, actually, on the positive side, UCLA takes a lot of middies. And if you have a seven foot four dude in the paint, it might be good to just take those middies. I mean, if Hawkes has the game of his life, which he might, if Hawkes has the game of his life, big, then, big game player, 
He is. He's a big game hunter. Um, then, then you have a chance, right? And and that would be incredible. I think it would cement him as an all-timer at UCLA, which means you're an all-timer in college basketball, um, which would be incredible. So, are we missing anything? Did Did you have any favorite like weird players to watch? No, um, no Adonis Arms this year. Any Any high seeds that can make a run? Maybe Charleston. Fuck it. Uh, maybe Charleston. I mean, they're in the right bracket for it. Iona, I'm predicting. Um, Rick Patino Magic, once again, before he becomes Georgetown's head coach. Um, okay. Really? That's the word on the street, man. Um, though, if we went to Notre Dame, that would be just incredible. Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably about it. Hmm. No other thoughts. No. <laughs> you it. hate this. <laughs> I don't like this group of teams, man. It sucks. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I like like three teams. I like UCLA and Kansas, and they have to face each other. And I like Serge Barry Rice. So I don't know. Uh-huh. Like Purdue is fun, but it's like played out. We get it. You're huge and you're big. Like that's cool, you know. In a way, I love it, but in the same way, it's like I've already seen Zachy do- dominate forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any breakout players off the top of your head? Uh, for this tournament. Yeah. Let's pick the Pittsburgh Twins. Why not? Let's just have fun with the Pittsburgh. Oh no, they're not going to play. They play like. Five minutes game. Damn it! Think, think about it. Think about it. I can, I can, I can give you a couple. Yeah, stall for me then. Stall for me. Uh, well, okay. I already did Amari Bailey. Um, it doesn't count. He's already broken out. No, 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 no. I mean, like, as in a national scale, or like a freshman who comes out and uh, becomes like a top ten pick or something like that, like, um, like Hood Shafino could, um. The Kansas State guard, um, Marquise Noel, or Noel, he could, if he gets hot, he scored 59 points in two games earlier this year. Nice. Uh, he takes a lot of bad shots, and he could. Comes with the territory. Comes with the territory. He's literally like five foot eight, crafty as hell. Uh, okay. Max Asimus, how's that for an under the radar one? Yeah, really under the radar for sure. Everyone knows Max Amos already, don't you think? Um, Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NC State they have the guards. Terquavion Smith sucks though. Turns out he's not good. There was a lot of hype around him coming into this year. He's not good. Okay. That's that's all I got. Maybe Taylor Funk for Utah State. I don't think they're going to beat Arizona. I'm literally just naming names. I think Pella Larson could be someone from Arizona if you're talking about national breakouts. I think we all kind of know what he can do, but if they do what I think they will do, which is get near the final four, that's a name. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Who's the, 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 their little guard, the freshman, Boswell, something like that? Arizona? Yeah. I don't know. They have a freshman guard. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Keep talking. I think Pella Larson is a uh, hard-nosed defender who has a lot of tools and had a giant yam on UCLA, which was awesome. I didn't know he could get up like that. Um, 
you know, he's old, he's experienced. I think he could do a lot. Um, and we already know who Tabellus is and Balo is, and everyone already knows and hates Kirk Risa, so. I yeah, um, I didn't realize Tubelis's brother is also on the team. Um, looks like they're twins, they're both juniors. Uh, Kylan Boswell, that guy's very good. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah. he's gonna yeah. be a star. I was very impressed when I saw yeah. um, him play. Um, maybe Kendrick Davis for Memphis if they upset Purdue. I don't think they will. Uh, maybe the Purdue guard who I was mentioning earlier. Um, I already forgot his name, Braden Smith. I think that he he might be my pick actually. I was just like, oh shit, this guy's good. Okay, okay, that's not bad. And then maybe maybe my guy Dylan Disu if he turns out good. I haven't even seen his highlights though, so I can't say anything. Um. Yeah, I have no other thoughts. I just don't. I'm not a fan. No of thoughts. Cool. Okay. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, let's close it up with some real quick football news, right? Oh, fuck. Okay. Come on. It's fun. It's fun. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Since we last spoke, February 2nd, CU has had some personnel movements that we will um, – you know, we're going to see more to the end of spring ball as well. And if you're interested in watching spring ball, Well Off Media does a video every day. I am eating these up all the time. And I'll have thoughts as we get close to the spring game. Um, but we also added – we already added USF's second highest receiver in Jimmy Horn Jr., who looks incredible in the workout videos. It looks like CU got a commitment from USF's number one receiver and one of their best all-time receivers in Xavier Weaver, who has officially committed to CU and will join after spring ball. So that should probably finish up the uh, the wide receiver room turnover. Shane Hooks from Jackson State it has CU in his top five, but I don't know if there's room. Um, Weaver is – how do I describe him? I described him as uh, – He's kind of like one of those receivers that's just like you don't really get how he gets open, and then he's just like open in two seconds, and it's like third and seven, and he gets eight yards, and you're like, okay, I don't even know how that happened, you know? Kind of like Anquan Bolden style, just like I don't, you, there's nothing really standing out. Please don't, please don't make a Anquan Bolden comparison. Why? He's there's there's never going to be another Anquan. I didn't realize you were so emotional about Anquan yeah, Bolden. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay, I don't know. Uh, I okay. How about Jerry Rice? Let's make keep the expectations low. Um, I don't know. Just get so do, you, do you realize Anquan Bolden was two hundred twenty pounds? Yeah, I, I realized after I said Anquan Bolden, like something does stand up about him, which is that he's massive. So I, that's not the yeah. right call. Um, <laughs> he's like a bowling ball. Yeah, I, I he, he's super smooth and and just finds the ball and is good at catching it, which happens to be the goal of a wide receiver most of the like time. Like a Keenan so. Allen, maybe? No, because Keenan Allen is route running. It's Xavier Weaver. Oh, okay. It, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 you'll, Wait, you'll see. You'll see. You'll can, see. Can, how does he get open? It's not route running, then. It's not. It, it's just one of those things. It's kind of route running. It's kind of how big he is. It's kind of how fast he is. He's, like, above average in a bunch of those spots, and he's also just okay. really good at catching the ball, you know? Um, contested mm. catches, all that stuff. So, you know, that should, like I said, finish up the wide receiver and, and most of the offensive skill position. So um, expect him to start next year as a pretty big addition for CU. Um, and then 
announced today the spring game will be televised on ESPN proper, which is insane, at 1.30. And also CU has sold over 35,000 tickets to the spring game, um, which is hilarious given that, once again, CU was 1-11 last year. Um, just looking back on it, you're like, man, how do we not hire anyone else? Like, how do we hire this guy? It's crazy how different the world is now that Deion Sanders is the head coach. Because now CU can sell spring game tickets and have it out at 10 the last nine spring games combined if – no one else bought tickets today. Um, so uh-huh. it's insane. And, uh, you know, we're on ESPN on the same day that LSU has a spring game, Nebraska has a spring game, Georgia has a spring game, USC has a spring game, and we are the ones that are on ESPN. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, yeah, watch the well-off media videos if you want to get a, a peek into the off-season conditioning currently and, and watch some route running. Um, Travis Hunter has been playing on offense and defense. He's been very fun to watch. Um, and like I said, you'll see more in the spring game. We'll all see more in the spring game. But my early thoughts is, it, is I, I think Jimmy Horn Jr. is going to push for all conference. I think that dude is an absolute freak. Is it going to be like a, an actual spring game? Yes, supposedly. Okay, yes. not like the – was it McIntyre or Embry who was just doing practices? McIntyre. This because okay. we never had the depth. And there's also oh. some rumors of some celebrity guests that may or may not be performing at halftime. We do not know. <laughs> I've heard those rumors. I don't don't understand. Like, I I, I can't buy in the hype on that level. Like, how is it that important? I don't get it. What do you mean? I just, I don't get why it's such a big deal, you know? Uh, I don't... What what do you... I don't know what you're talking about. Like, 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 I feel like to, to have... A halftime show, you have to have a certain amount of like gravitas and importance to what's going on. Like maybe I think the other thing is if your head coach is Deion Sanders, he can just ask his friends who may or may not be performing or attending to say, like, hey, can you play one song and then just watch the rest of the game and we'll film all of it and it'll be on Amazon. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. Okay, okay. I was thinking like when Snoop Dogg came out with all the money cannons at the Kansas preseason basketball game. Yeah. While they were having FBI investigations into paying off certain players. <laughs> Which is incredible and part of why I love Bill Self. But Snoop Dogg also went to Jackson State when when uh-huh. Prime was there and just hung out, you know. I don't know. Oh, okay, so you're not, you're not And Little Wayne yeah, has already okay. done that and hung out. Hmm. Okay. I guess I don't really understand Dion's cultural pull as much. Did you watch the documentary? No. Oh my god. Oh what my documentary? God. Go on, on on Prime. Watch the the documentary called Coach Prime, which is about his seat last season at Jackson State. It should okay. you should want to do that. I will. I will. I would think as a CU fan to get a little insight. Okay. Into maybe you know the next season that's been confirmed filming in Boulder, Colorado currently. Okay, 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 okay. I just it's hard for me to have any expectations for CU football. I get that we're going to be better. It's just hard for me to buy into CU as a hype program. Like it's just like it doesn't make sense to me on a fundamental right. level. Here's like, what I'm saying, man, is is I'm seeing the blowback ones. a lot online from people being like, 
all of this for CU to win four games next year, which we'll take it. That's what I was about to say. As CU fans, <laughs> you should appreciate the double plus good of that, right? Of of we as if we won four games next year, we're happy, man. That means that we probably beat CSU and Nebraska and two conference opponents. And you're like, hell yeah, that's a huge improvement. And also, everyone's still talking about us. For the next eight months, people, everyone's going to be talking about us. So it's good on both sides. And people can get mad, like, all this to win four games. And then we as CU fans will say, thank God we won four games. It's all gravy, baby. I don't know. I do wonder if we should be covering more off-season prime stuff. Um, I, I, well, you're gonna have to start watching videos for that to, to mean anything. Yeah, like, like those weird comments he made with like the defensive line and the quarterback stuff. Like, ugh. But I'm not, I'm not against anything. I'm just saying, like, that's good content. Maybe we should cover that stuff. Maybe there should be a blog. Look, it is. Yeah, this is this is what I would want. This is my dream. Is I love off season stuff because there is no way you can disappoint me. There is no record. So it's all Kool-Aid. <laughs> and I love that. So when I get to watch a 20-minute video that comes out every day of me watching one of our linemen like squat 550, and I can just go like, yes, that will make us win seven games next year. Even though I'm yeah. sure every other program in the country has linemen that can squat 550. I don't care. Yeah. It's Except all fun. those ones don't miss their assignments. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes they do. But yeah. we also remember, we have brand new. we have brand new everyone, man. Yeah, 21 new starters or some shit like that. Um, I, don't know. I don't know if it's going to get that high. Well, we broke it down before. It was very high. It was like maybe three returning starters. Um, um, yeah, it'll probably be around two or three. Okay, that's that's insane turnaround or turnover. Um, but we... we we have talked about it before. We will talk about it again. Uh, the podcast is not dead, despite Vox Media <laughs> doing what it wants to do. Trying its best. Um, they're trying their best. <laughs> they're trying to kill us. Um, but I've got nothing else to say. I'm surprised you had so little to say about the NCAA tournament. Thanks for I, carrying that, though. I don't like the teams. I was happy to talk about <laughs> basketball. I, I, how many times do I have to say it? I don't. I will not enjoy watching many of these teams. So, you know. Hopefully the chaos will be fun. Yeah, uh, hopefully there is chaos. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm a hater, man. I'm a hater. All right. I'm done. Goodbye. Buzz! Buzz!